Hello, hello, and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Knipe, and I am so, so glad that you decided to tune in today. Happy New Year. It is 2022. That sounds actually insane. It feels like 2019 was literally yesterday. I'm so, so excited for what the Lord has for this podcast in 2022, what he has for my life in 2022, and just the world. I feel like 2020 and 2021 were almost birthing pains of what is to come, and I just speak into existence a revival over our nation and over the world because I truly believe that something big is happening in the kingdom, and it's not an event that's going to happen. It's not a big, huge thing, but it's going to happen in our hearts, so I don't know if you guys are feeling that too, but I'm definitely experiencing that. I hope you guys had a really happy holiday. I know I did with my family. It was one of the first years that I realized my, you know, Christmas mornings with everyone together and going in the stockings, opening the gifts, all the things. It's probably going to be one of the last ones just because my, my siblings are all older than me and they're all having their own, like, you know, husbands and kids and everything. So that's a little bit harder and kind of a reckoning that I had to come to this past Christmas. But other than that, it was definitely a good one. I will also tell you that I have a little bit of a cold or something. Whatever is going around, it happened to me because if you can't tell, there's a little bit of nasaliness to my voice and, you know, my throat's been kind of hurting, but luckily I know it's not COVID, but either way, just, just pray for me. Pray for just full health in Jesus' name because, you know, it's not fun. I'm feeling slightly fatigued and I have to travel literally tomorrow morning. So hopefully that clears up soon because I don't have time to be sick. So before we begin, we always want to do the song recommendation of the day. Guys, I have been getting into this album by Jonathan Ogden called Songs From Home and it is amazing. My friend showed it to me I want to say about a year ago, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but then just never listened to it, but just now I got into it, and guys, it's so good. Oh my gosh, every single song is just such a beautiful love letter to the Lord, and I highly recommend it, so let me know if you end up listening to it. I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. Dear Jesus, thank you so, so much for who you are. Lord, we just thank you for what you've done for us and what you do for us daily. Lord, I just thank you and praise you for 2021 and everything that it brought, whether it was highs and lows, tears, laughter, whatever it was, Lord, I just thank you that your hand was over all of it. And I just pray over 2022, Lord, that as we enter this new year, we just get to experience a fresh wind of your goodness and your love for us, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill this space right now, that wherever we are right now, Lord, whether it's in the car, at our desk, at work, in our bedrooms, Lord, wherever it is that you would just meet us right here, we invite your presence into this space, Lord. You can have your way, have your way in my heart, have your way in this podcast, Lord. We love you so, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So every time New Year's comes around, I always hear everybody's resolutions and I see a bajillion recap wrapping up posts and so many resolutions, all the things, everyone's, I guess one of the newer ones is having a word for the year. I don't know how new that is. I just, I might be dating myself, but having a word for the year, you know, like a word that just encapsulates what you think this next year is going to be for you. I had a word last year and I have a word for this year, which is super exciting, but I've always been slightly, not like annoyed with new year's resolutions, but kind of just disillusioned to them because, you know, we, we set them and we usually fail them. (laughs) Let's be real. Um, but one of the things that I, one time I had a revelation of in high school, I remember being like a sophomore in high school and 
remembering that everybody was saying like this year is going to be my year and it was like what 2018 at the time that they were posting this but it was like 2018 is going to be my year like it's going to be like the year that I thrive whatever all the things that I know we wish upon ourselves and we really want it to be a good thing but I remember being in high school and just coming just coming back to Christ after you know having run away from him for a while and having uh, lived in sin for a little bit and I remember thinking wow it cannot truly be my year until I surrender it to Jesus and I let it be his year. You know, like you will never have it be your year until until you die to yourself and you allow it to be God's year. It seems so simple, but we kind of talked about it in the laid all down episode where we're talking about surrender and how we must allow something to be God's in order to fully find freedom and peace and joy because when we surrender to him, that's where we find true freedom. So I was reading in Nehemiah 13 verse 4 through 9 and I honestly just felt like this is such a good passage for entering into 2022 or entering into any new year really. Like it just really showed me what I should do with the Lord and what I should do with myself when it comes to asking reflective questions and processing and just preparing for the new year. So I really wanted to invite you guys in that process and just we can just all kind of take this episode to really reflect if you haven't had time to stop and think about your year or stop and think about what the Lord has done for you or all those things and just remember, let's take that time right now to just reflect and talk about it and process because I really love doing that. (laughs) This entire passage just struck me so hard and it really convicted me right then and there. It was Nehemiah 13 verse 4 through 9. The verse says, before this had happened, Eliashib the priest. Also, I'm totally gonna mess up all these names. I'm so sorry. I totally should have gone on YouTube and looked up how to pronounce these things, but you know, it's too late now. (laughs) It says, before this had happened, Eliashib the priest, who had been appointed as supervisor of the storerooms of the temple of our God, and who was also a relative to Tobiah, had converted a large storage room and placed it at Tobiah's disposal. The room had previously been used for storing the grain offerings, the frankincense, various articles for the temple, and the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil, which were prescribed for the Levites, the singers, and the gatekeepers, as well as offerings for the priests. I was not in Jerusalem at that time, for I had returned to King Artaxerxes of Babylon in the 32nd year of his reign, though I later asked his permission to return. When I arrived back in Jerusalem, I learned about Eliashib's evil deed in providing Tobiah with a room in the courtyards of the temple of God. I became very upset and threw all of Tobiah's belongings out of the room. Then I demanded that the rooms be purified and I brought back the articles for God's temple, the grain offerings, and the frankincense. So this obviously at face value doesn't really seem very interesting, you know. The whole book of Nehemiah, he was working on rebuilding the temple of God, working on rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, and just bringing back holiness. You know, in throughout all of Nehemiah, they're reading the laws of Moses again. They're going through the old things that their ancestors did that they really lost sight of when they were, you know, running away from God and having idolatry and all those things. Um, and so what Nehemiah, his whole goal in this, this entire book is about bringing back the holy things and bringing back the sacrifices and the surrender. And it's just a beautiful book of the Bible about surrender and just coming back to Christ and what that looks like. A lot of it seems very dated, but then when you actually try to apply it to your life, you realize that there are a lot of good principles in it that I just personally really like. Um, But yeah, so that was super cool. But one of the things that really struck me was throughout this entire chapter, I didn't want to read the whole chapter because it's kind of long, but 
every single one of them, it just basically goes down a line of things that happen. You know, he talks to the priest and he's like, why did we stop doing this? He's talking to other people. He's like, why are you giving defiling sacrifices? Why are you giving like a blind, uh, what was it? There was like a blind goat instead of the firstborn perfect sacrifice. And he's getting very righteously angry with the Israelites because he's saying, guys, we used to do this all really well. And now why, why did we lose our luster? Why did we lose our zeal for the Lord in this way? And why did we stop giving our best? You know, and I think that's a question that all of us have to come to eventually. Like, when did I stop giving my best to God? And it really convicted me because I realized, wow, there are a lot of times that I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like reading the Bible right now. You know, and that's something that I have to deal with. And that's something that I have to experience. But you know, obviously that's a conviction for me and it might look different for you, but you know, like where did we lose our awe and wonder for God? Where did we lose our conviction and when, you know, like it breaks my heart that so many Christians live their lives not knowing that they have access to the peace of Jesus, that they have access to his love and his joy and the overflow of his spirit because we lose our zeal. And I don't think that Christianity and that your walk with Christ should just be like a constant, like, oh yeah, like constant high momentum, you know, but I do believe that he's the God of the mundane and he's in every single detail. He's in all of those little spaces in your life that seem really disinteresting or uninteresting. I don't know what that word is, but you know, it seems like not very wow and Instagrammable, but he's in all of that. And so where did we lose our wonder for him? I think we lost it when we started looking at other things instead of him. You know, when the Israelites started worshiping other idols, that's when they started losing their zeal for the Lord. So my prayer for 2022 is, Lord, anything that I see as an idol, anything that is taking my eyes from you, distracting me from you, or trying to raise itself above you in my life, let me not only, don't just purge it from my life, Lord, but let me lose interest in that. Let me just lose my attachment to it. Teach me how to do that, Lord, because we can't do that in our own strength. Our own strength, we love shiny things. You know, we're just children. We're like, we love shiny, new, distracting things. But it's not until we take our eyes off of that, that we realize that Jesus is the prize and that he really is the most beautiful thing. I think that's why we get so dissatisfied so easily because we take our eyes off of him and we look to the things of this world that are so temporary, they're not lasting, and they're certainly not as rewarding as just looking into the eyes of Jesus. We're such an instant gratification generation of just constantly needing, you know, dopamine, those dopamine hits to to keep us going, but we don't understand the beauty of just being in process or being in adoration of the Lord. So my prayer is that he takes me back to that place. Like I think of when you first fall in love with someone, you're just obsessed with them, you know, and you just stare at them for like hours and they're like, dude, what are you doing? Or maybe, maybe that's just me, but you know, like you're so in love with them that you just look at them and just looking at them makes you feel so many things and makes you just overflow with love for them. And that's how we should be with Jesus all the time. It's the beauty and adoration of just staring at him and saying, you are all that matters and and I love you and I would do anything for you. You know, that's the mindset. That's the heart set that I really believe we are missing as Christians. But that was a little bit of a tangent. Um, But all that to say in Nehemiah, he is addressing that too. He's saying, guys, we've lost this love for the Lord and let's bring let's bring it back, you know? And in Nehemiah, if you read the whole book, which I really highly recommend, um, 
a lot of it is him bringing back the old systems of the temple, the old offerings, the old processes, all the things. And I remember asking the Lord, Lord, why are they so obsessed with the processes? Why are they so obsessed with the, you know, I guess the rules, the regulations, the religion? Isn't that what you were trying to avoid? Because it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. You know, that age old, that age old uh, saying, I guess. And I was asking the Lord about that. And I was like, where's the balance? Like, how do we find, you know, holy discipline in reading our Bibles every day, praying every day? How do we find that but not lose sight of our relationship with you? And I don't even think I realized it until now when the Lord just now gave me this revelation that the only way that those actions and activities don't become just a mindless religion to us is if we do it in love. Like I heard of this couple who every morning the husband wrote a little note to his wife that just said, I love you so much and I'm so glad we get to do this together or just tiny things like that, you know, and it's like every morning the husband totally does not have to write that, you know, but like, and some would say, wow, he's just doing that because he does that every morning. And like, wow, he's just doing that because he does it every morning. And honestly, if he wasn't in love with his wife, he probably wouldn't do that. But it's because he was in love with his wife that he wrote every single note to her. And I think that's the way that it looks like for us with holy discipline with the Lord. It's I'm so in love with Jesus. And that's why I'm going to read my Bible more because I want to hear his heart. That's why I'm going to pray more because I just want to talk to him. That's why I'm going to worship more because I want to respond to what he's done for me. You know, so that's where we kind of lose that religion and relationship doesn't mean we can just free for all never read your bible never pray never do all the things that i guess christians practice but it's doing all those things in love with him nehemiah was just noticing that they weren't doing these things or if they were they were doing them in a perverted way in a not holy way and there are a couple things that in this chapter i just noticed that i really wanted to share with you guys so the first thing was that tobiah was given a room by the priest Eliashib gave him a room in the temple. And so what I notice about this and how we apply it to our lives is we must prevent all that defiles from entering our courtyard before it happens. And we do this by refusing to give it a room. The only reason that the courtyard was defiled, you know, the temple was defiled with Tobiah's personal belongings was because he was given a room. So in my life, I'm like, Lord, what am I giving a room right now in my life that should not be here? In my mind, in my heart, is it lust? Is it anxiety? Is it jealousy? Is it, you know, like there's just introspective questions we need to ask ourselves with the Lord, you know, be with the Lord in all of it. And just, this is all about process with the Lord. So ask the Lord, what am I giving in my life a room? What am I, you know, allowing in my life? And you'll find that he'll reveal it to you and he'll so lovingly remove it for you. You just have to spend that reflective time with the Lord. So the next thing that I also noticed about this verse is that it says, I became very upset and threw all of Tobiah's belongings out of the room. (laughs) This is so funny. And this really reminded me of like how Jesus flipped the tables in the temple. It really kind of painted the picture of the intensity of which Nehemiah wanted to purify the temple. And I think that's an intensity that we're missing in the church, in our lives, we're missing that necessity. It's almost like an urgency. Like we need to get rid of this. Like, why is it here? Like in intensity, just like, oh my gosh, like I just, I feel his righteous anger in this passage. I feel it, you know, and it might just be because I'm an empathetic person, but also because I just feel the way that he's like, what is this doing here? This is junk. This is not supposed to be here. And it really kind of convicted me. Why am I not responding to impurities in my heart the same way that Nehemiah is responding to impurities in his temple or in the Lord's temple? You know, like we are temples of the Holy Spirit. That's what it says in the word. But why are we not so urgent and so quick to remove 
all that defiles our hearts. Why? You know, that's a, it's a really like eye-opening question. Like, and why is the church not so quick to remove? You know, like these are just questions that, you know, harmless questions that I'm asking, but questions that I've had to kind of come to terms with in myself. So the question that I want to ask you guys to reflect on right now is, What are some mindsets, maybe mindsets, patterns, or habits that you want to leave in 2021 and that you want to throw out? In the same way that Nehemiah threw out all of Tobiah's personal belongings, what are some of those things that you just want to throw out and you want to leave in 2021? For me, I didn't think that I was going to be honest on here. I didn't think I was going to be vulnerable on here, but for me, it's definitely idolatry. I have found myself in a way, worshiping what people think about me. Instagram, that stupid app that just trips me up every time. Um, I'm throwing out fear of man, fear of rejection. I'm moving on from temptation of the world or temptations just to take off, take my eyes off of Jesus. Something that I did often in 2021 was I would allow myself almost in a gluttonous way to just indulge and I would do it in the name of being restful and in the name of I'm just pursuing peace, I'm pursuing health, I'm pursuing XYZ, but I want to leave that in 2021 because there's such a beauty to dis- discipline. There's such a beauty just because I don't feel like getting up in the morning early, like doesn't mean I shouldn't do it, you know? And I think in an effort to be true to what I was feeling and what I was thinking, I would allow myself to let my feelings lead me. And I'm really wanting to just get rid of that. Like, I don't want that anymore. That's not a healthy thing to do. Like, it is healthy to say no to your flesh. It is good to say no to your flesh. But I was so often saying yes to my flesh and just allowing myself to do whatever I felt like instead of what I needed to do. You know, it's kind of that balance of what you want versus what you need. So I definitely want to leave that in 2021. I don't need to keep indulging and keep being selfish and being emotional and volatile just because I want to follow what my heart is thinking. You know, like your heart is the biggest liar. Like, honestly, your heart is deceitful among all else. So I definitely want to leave that in 2021. I don't want to be like that anymore, you know? So ask the Lord, what are some mindsets, patterns, and habits that I want to leave in 2021? Ask the Lord that in your quiet time and yeah, he will tell you. So the next thing that I noticed is that after Nehemiah got rid of all the stuff in the room that didn't need to be there, he purified the room and he brought back the articles for the God's temple. He brought back the grain offerings, the frankincense. He brought all of those back. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. It's kind of returning to first love. So after we've reflected, what am I giving a room in my life and what can I throw out and leave in 2021? Ask the Lord, how can I purify myself in 2022 to allow the things of God into my heart? You know, like, what can I invite into 2022? For some of you, that might be peace. It might be joy. It might just be the ability to breathe again, you know, like the ability to slow down, whatever that looks like for you. I don't know you, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but the Lord knows and you know. So ask the Lord, what can I invite into 2022? You know, like what can I bring back into God's temple? And he'll show you, you know, like he doesn't just remove, but he also replaces. So 
I think of every time that I've had something removed in my life, whether that was a job, a friend, a relationship, whatever it is, he has always replaced it with something from him. And it might not look the same, you know, it might not be a perfect match, but he knows what's best for you. And every single time that he's replaced something, it's been so, so much better. You know, like he doesn't just fix up, he restores and he replaces it. You know, he makes things new. So, you know, ask him what that looks like for you and how you can take that into 2022. I think at the core, this message is really just about holiness and purity. And, you know, these words are not (laughs) things that sound pretty to us. You know, they don't sound amazing, um, but they truly are essential in our walk with the Lord. In Matthew, in the Beatitudes, it says the pure in heart are the ones who will see Jesus. I feel that the Lord wants to just kind of whittle us down to the core, you know, get rid of frivolous things, get rid of the things that don't really matter, you know, kind of just boiling us down to what's truly important because when Jesus comes back again, we're not going to be able to take these things with us to heaven, you know, like I just feel this urgency. I don't know, like this passage really just like reinstated the fear of God for me, like, oh wow, like there is so many things, there are so many things that I'm pursuing that aren't him. And not to say that you have to just like quit school, quit your job and just pursue him, like maybe he's calling you to do that, but I know that it just means sending everything through the filter of him and purifying them again. Asking myself, what are my motives? Why do I want to have this theme on Instagram? Why do I want to pursue this career? Why? You know, it's just the big question of why. So ask the Lord about that in your personal time with him this week. I think of that verse in Hebrews that says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You know, like, let us throw off everything, not just a couple things, not just, you know, one or two things that we pick out, everything that hinders us. Anything that is stopping you from pursuing Jesus is also stopping your growth. So if you want to grow as a person, if you want to evolve, if you want to, you know, become the best version of yourself, that requires running full force to Jesus and throwing off everything that's stopping you from that. And I even think about, you know, for some people, the things that we're leaving in 2021 and that we're just saying, we're done with you, you know, like for some of us, the things that we are, you know, leaving in 2021 are things that aren't necessarily bad, but you know, they just aren't of the Lord, you know, they're not sanctified. So It might just be a job that, you know, at one point was really blessed by the Lord, but now you just feel like you're kind of growing out of it. It could be a person that you know isn't really helping you grow closer to Jesus. Or for other people, it could actually be a sin, you know, like whether that's sexual sin, whether that is jealousy or anger, whatever that is. I'm just going to close by saying the only New Year's resolution you need is to seek Jesus more. You know, like I just think about the only new year's resolution you need is to surrender everything to jesus again you know like when we pursue him and we just seek him above all other things it says in the word that all else will be added to you you know like when you seek first the kingdom everything else will just fall into place i found in my life that every single time that i've tried to find a solution or a answer to the problem that i'm trying to face just looking at jesus fixes it all and not because it doesn't make the problem you know any smaller, but it just shows us how big Jesus is in comparison to all of it. Truly the most productive New Year's resolution you can have is to surrender it all to Jesus again and seek him above all other things. 
I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord Jesus, we love you so, so much, and we just thank you for this time that we get to spend together. We thank you for technology to allow us to do this, and I just praise you for what you're going to do in 2022. Lord, I know that you have so many good things planned for every single person listening, and that throughout every high and low, you will be holding our hand through it all, Lord. I thank you that you're faithful, you're reliable, you're consistent, and you're so, so kind, Lord, and I just thank you for that. I pray that you would give every person a fresh revelation of who you are throughout this week, throughout this month, Lord. You're so faithful and you're so good, and that's the thing that never changes, Lord. In a world that constantly changes, I thank you that you never change. I thank you for what you're going to do through this episode, that people will see you clearly and that they will be able to pursue you and everything that you have for them in 2022. We love you so, so much, Jesus, and it's in your precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, I'm so sorry that I'm like slightly sick and, uh, you know, my voice is not as calming and clear as it normally is. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I'll have to listen through this again. But man, I love you guys so much. I pray that you guys have a blessed and joyous 2022. If you are not following me on Instagram already, please do so at KGNipe or at Already Loved Podcast. Man, I love you so, so much. Have a great day. Peace out. Oh, 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 oh,